0: It's the Win Daily DFS Podcast with your host, 12 time DFS Live Championship Qualifier, four times Fantasy Pros Home Run Champion, Jeremy Montradamus Munter. Welcome to the Win Daily DFS Podcast. I am your host, Muncher Domis. We are joined by a special guest tonight. This guest has lived all of the fantasies that all of us daily fantasy players live for. Not only did he win six figures one time in his career, he won it twice. We're going to be picking his brain. He wrote the book, Win Daily, Winning Daily Fantasy Sports and Life. Please welcome Jason Mezerahi.
1: Thanks for introducing me, Jeremy, and I'm glad to be on the show again this week. And we're going to basically dissect Thursday's slate. It's broken down into an early set, and there's a a late set that starts at 6.35 on FanDuel. So we'll be breaking down both slates, so let's get into
0: it. Yeah, we got a big night. Before we jump into the slates, you know, you've done it. You've won these big championships. So let me just ask for the viewers listening to right now, what's something that you can share from the fantasy baseball chapter, just a small segment of your book, Win Daily? Um, With baseball,
1: you know, it all starts with pitching. Um, I think you really need to lock down on the high upside, low floor, pitcher that has a high potential to strike people out and depending on if you're playing on DraftKings and FanDuel understand the differences between the both. Um, FanDuel rewards the quality start and doesn't take away for walks or, or hits and then DraftKings a little bit more um, strikeout and um, whip is a little bit more important on that side so you really want to structure your lineups and picking those starting pitchers that's where I usually start you know all my analysis look at the starting pitchers that you believe have the best chance of striking out people, getting through, you know, seven, eight innings, potentially getting the win, um, and then looking at the starting pitchers that you think you need to attack. You know, whether you're attacking them because the, of their recent pass, um, park factors, you know, checking out the Vegas totals. I think you really need to focus first on pitching. If you can land on those two or three pitchers that you think are going to be in a good spot. And then the two or three pitches you want to attack and then kind of look at the slate as a whole, uh, where you think a lot of, you know, action is going to be trying to find those under players, under own stacks that, you know, might have an effect. That's where I start my day um, when I'm doing my research.
0: OK, interesting stuff. You can pick up that win daily winning daily fantasy sports and life book on Amazon for only ninety nine cents. Well, with that, we're going to jump straight into Whipping Around the Infield. First game of Whipping Around the Infield, we're here with two-time big winner, Jason Meserahi. First game, Cleveland Indians hosting the Chicago White Sox. We got Carlos Carrasco on the mound against Manny Banuelos. Let me ask you, Jason, straight out of the gate. Is Carlos Carrasco the guy you want to roster on FanDuel for Thursday?
1: I think he's the safest of the bunch. Uh, We got a game in Colorado, which you're probably avoiding, you know, both the pitchers there. You got Hugh Darvish that's been kind of shaky. Now we're going to really know what you're getting from him. So Carrasco kind of is at the top of the heap. He's your safest player. There's strikeout potential in this White Sox lineup. Uh, I think he's probably the the safest play for a win so he, he's probably the way to go in, in cash lineups and for tournaments he's still probably the safest guy with the highest upside so you can p- feel pretty confident um, that he's going to be the way I go in the early slate especially in cash games um, there's some other options like I said uh, there's you and you know Chris bassett if you want to you know play around with things but I think he's the safest play on the board
0: all right, well let's let's focus more on this matchup right here. Now the White Sox, they were a team that were hit, they were hitting last week. This week they're not so hot. You know, Johan Moncada, he's had a nice season. Tim Anderson's been an MVP. James McCann swinging a hot bat. Are there any bats on the White Sox that you want to roster this morning? I think from a from a G GPP
1: standpoint, they'll probably be your lowest owned stack. Um, with Carrasco in a, in a small slate, he's probably going to be 40, maybe even 50% owned on Fanduel. You know, removing the two pitchers from Colorado um, that leaves us with not many pitchers. So, from a GBP standpoint, from an ownership standpoint, if the White Sox get to Carrasco, um, you're probably going to eliminate 40% of the field for the people who rostered him, if not more. And if they have big games like a guy like Mancada. Abreu, Brayu, Alonzo, even a guy like, you know, one of the lefties with power that, you know, can slide into that bottom lineup like Delmonico or even a Tim Anderson or, or Lyria Garcia. You know, I can see you doing a a stack. You know, maybe if you're going to be riding Carrasco in a lot of your cash games, it might be smart to have a, a head stack. I want to be putting my big money lineups, you know, on the White Sox, but if you're going to be multi entering some lower price GBPs, It'd be a good, you know, stack to kind of offset, you know, your Carrasco exposure. And I think it could hit if Carrasco has a bad day. Any pitcher out there can have a bad day. So, you know, you can you can have a good chance of, you know, shooting up the charts um, with a an, a stack of Mercado, Abreu, Alonzo and picking one of the guys, you know, at the bottom of the order.
0: Yo, know, the guy that you said that stands out to me the most is going to be Nicky Delmonico for 2300. Look at him last year. He was a guy that was showing that he could hit 20 plus home runs if he got everyday starts. Of course, Eloy Jimenez came into town, but Delmonico still came through. He hit that walk off home run, I believe, last week, a three run shot, pinch hit shot. Are, are you good with Delmonico if you want to put him on this team together right here where we're going to win 20K on FanDuel? Or are you good with Delmonico being that big sleeper?
1: I think, you know, he's got power potential. When you're, when you, when you're playing on, on these fantasy sites, you want somebody with some pop. Um, you're already playing a stack that's going to be under-owned. So Delmonico will probably come in, you know, under 10%. Um, if he hits a home run, you're way ahead of the field. You know, you're eliminating all the Carrasco, you know, ownership. So I like picking guys, you know, that are in that 22 to 2,500 mark that are going to be low-owned, that have the power potential. So when they when they do hit, it's really going to pay off for you. So he'd be somebody I would complete the stack. He's got the splits in his favor. He's got the power. You know, it's it's a no-brainer for me. If I'm going to go with a Mercado, Alonso, Abreu, Delmonico would have been,
0: you know, the fourth member of that stack. All right. I like I like Delmonico as a solo. Let's, if you are going off of Carrasco. On the other side of the token, are we scared of Manny? Are we going to take any Indians? Hard-thrown lefty. So with Manny, I, I personally haven't seen him, you know, live yet. Um,
1: I haven't watched too many White Sox games, to be totally honest with you, so far this season. Um, I've seen that he hasn't pitched deep into games. Um, so they're probably, you know, Cleveland's a you know, a pesky lineup. you got some power there. So from what I'm thinking is I wouldn't be playing too much of Manny just because his pitch count. He's been going two, three, four, five innings max. Um, so I like the other side. Um, There's a potential stack here with, you know, guys like Santana, guys like Lindor Ramirez, um, you know, mix and match. I can see this being a popular stack tomorrow with Carrasco, you know, um, with the Ramirez Santana Lindor back. You probably want the top of the lineups. You probably want some of the righties for the splits. And then, you know, maybe this would be, you know, a three man stack of Lindor Ramirez and Santana.
0: Well, let's focus uh, directly on third baseman Jose Ramirez. He's hitting two oh five on the season. He did hit a home run yesterday, and baseball is a game of very short memory span. So he's got nine stolen bases already. The price tag is low at 3400 Are you cool with Jose Ramirez being our third baseman if we're just picking one from this game?
1: Yeah, he's a good one off. Um, you know, you have... Aronado, that you're going to probably have some exposure to. You got Longoria in that Colorado game, which, again, you're going to have exposure to them. Not too many people will play Ramirez. He's been getting off to a slow start. But the guy can hit, man. He's he's proven at the last couple of years. He's probably one of the most underrated players still in the league. I think he turns around soon. You know, he's got his buddy back in the lineup now, and Kipn is back there, so he should see some more pitches now. And this this lineup is going to round out. And I think Ramirez will either be, you know, part of my stack if I stack the Indians. If not, he could be a one-off, under-owned player. Because I see a lot of people probably playing Longario and Arenado in the later game.
0: Okay. I'd like to take a well, – let's move this party on to Detroit Rock City where we got Ryan Carpenter on the mound against Trevor Cahill and the Angels. I'll start off by asking the obvious question. He's the best player in baseball. He's only forty seven hundred dollars. Does Mike Trout make the dream team? Um, if I got
1: the money, you know, he'd probably be the first person that, that I punch in outside of the, the cores game that I keep on, you know, getting back to. You know, I think I'm gonna be end up stacking cores. It's gonna be tough to fit a guy like Trout, but you know, like you said, he's the best player in baseball. Anytime you have the money left over and you can slide him into your lineup, it's a no-brainer. Righty, lefty, doesn't really matter the the, the matchup. The guy is can hit anybody. Hopefully, you know he doesn't get walked too much, um, and he actually gets some, you know, some at bats where he'll see some pitches. You know, he's a great play in this game. If you if you want to stack him with Fletcher and Simmons, and maybe take a shot on Pools so or somebody in the bottom of the lineup, um, but he's a good one-off play as well.
0: Yeah, I I kind of secretly falling in love with this Andrelton Simmons, Albert Pujols middle of the lineup hit Mike Trout home. You know, that's the main goal of those guys. They got the matchup. They got the lefty and Ryan Carpenter. Simmons ends up with his numbers because of the lefty pitchers he throws. Albert Pujols is only playing in the majors because he can hit lefties at this point. Those two guys... Get me excited. Let's look at the other side of this token. Trevor Cahill on the mound. You know, it's been an up and down last couple of years of baseball. Does he throw Does he throw a nice game at Detroit?
1: Um, you know, Detroit are one of the weaker lineups. Um, I can see him doing okay. He's not at the top of my list. I think, you know, Carrasco is a little bit safer. I think Darvish with the matchup is a little bit safer. You know, you could play him, but I'm, you know, even though the Tigers have been kind of weak, they still got professional hitters. Hey, Cahill doesn't really do much for me, so I'd rather go a different route, but I can see the play.
0: What do you think you about it? That, that, that's that smart that you say that, because at the end of the day, you need your pitcher to be a safe play. Sure, if you're playing a 25 cent GPP, you know, flick that quarter in there. But if we're going with the big money, let's win it tonight, team. I'm looking for the safer pitcher as well. Let's keep it going. Let's go to the Cubs game. Uh, they're they're playing the Miami Marlins. You Darvish, you keep mentioning them a lot. He's against Trevor Richards. Let's talk about the Miami hitters. If you're not going with You Darvish, which Miami hitters have you worried?
1: Um pretty much nobody. You know, if if Darvish comes out and he just doesn't decide to walk the entire team like he he chooses to do every couple of games, you know, on a recent path He's got four walks, three walks, four walks, five walks, four walks. If the guy just throws strikes, you know, he should be able to get through this lineup pretty easily. He should be able to get through six innings. Um, he should get the win. He's probably going to be one of the bigger favorites on the board uh, tomorrow. So I think he's pretty safe in the sense that he's playing the Marlins. Um, Granderson, you know, as a one-off, you can side him into a lineup. But I'm going to pretty much much be fading the Miami Marlins for the rest of the year. They're not trying to win. They don't really have much power. Yeah, they'll go off, you know, once a month. But, you
0: know, I'll play the odds and, and stay away from them. Yeah, that's very good analysis right there. And we can touch on the U Darvish versus Carrasco as we get near the end of this. But I see where your mind is with that. Let's look at the other token. We got Trevor Richards on the mound. He's shown us potential. Can he get it done in Wrigley Field? Um I'm gonna stay away. He's pitched four innings versus Atlanta, four innings
1: versus the Phillies. Um, four innings against the Cubs. He got he, he didn't do terrible against the Cubs, but he didn't last long, and then the Cubs got to the bullpen. Um so I'm gonna stay away. Like I said, I don't really think he has that much you know, his best his best game of the year he dropped, you know, a little bit over forty points on Fandle, but that was a one-off game. You know, he has some outliers. The Chicago lineup is tough. Um, You need to check the weather, you know, first thing in the morning. You know, these day games in Chicago, depending on where the wind's blowing. If the wind's blowing in, you give a bump to the pitchers, which will give me even more reason to play Darvish. If the wind's blowing out, you know, that can change things a lot with both lineups. You know, this lineup from the Chicago side, you got some power lefties. You got Baez and, and Brian Contreras in there. You know, Schwarber hasn't hit that well this year so far, but he still has got the power. So I'd be more on the, on the hitting side of Chicago than Richards. So I'm pretty much fading Richards, and I can see Chicago, you know, doing well. Um, lefties, righties, both sides, but obviously stacking the lefties if I was going to go, you know, more of a full stack of this lineup.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. And the player that you mentioned is Kyle Schwarber for $2,500. That's that's a low price. I know he's been struggling. He hasn't hit a home run, at least two home runs in the same week and was probably week one of the season. So that's that's a player where if you really want to flip a coin to get yourself in a good position in GPP, are you going to roster Schwarber tomorrow? How do you feel about him?
1: Yeah, anytime, uh, anytime I stack the Cubs and they're facing a righty, um, I'm putting Schwarber in, I'm putting Rizzo in. And then the last couple pieces, you know, depending on whether shortstops are on the slate, you know, shortstops tomorrow should be okay with Story, you know, most likely facing Holland if they push him back to tomorrow, which it sounds like they are doing tonight with the game being snowed out in Colorado. But Baez is always in play. He can hit anybody. So I'd probably be stacking Schwarber, Rizzo, uh, Baez, and then deciding on either Haywood uh, Brian or Contreras, or if I need some salary savings, maybe I'll, I'll see if they slide to Scalso in the lineup. we got to see the lineup when it comes out, you know, first <coughs> tomorrow. tomorrow um, since we're doing the pod the night before. You know, it's hard to tell, but, you know, definitely Rizzo, most likely Schwarber. You get a little bit of savings, you get the, the power potential there, and then, like I said, you got Baez, Brian Haywood, and a guy like Descalzo who might lead off tomorrow, who come in,
0: you know, pretty cheap. Yeah, I mean, we can't go the whole roster, but I feel you. There's definitely a lot of potential. You keep mentioning story. Well, let's go to Colorado and tell that story. We got Derek Holland, the lefty on the mound, against Kyle Freeland, the lefty on the mound. So Giants, Rockies, are we going heavy on the righties? Ian Desmond, Arnauto's story, we doing them all?
1: Yeah, pretty much, you know, both sides come and play. You know, San Francisco... Came out of the Cincinnati, you know, um, series. They started hitting a little better. Mac Williamson is up, you know, close to the top of the lineup. He's fairly cheap. Um, you got Posey. You got Longoria. Uh, Tyler Austin's been hitting pretty well. You got Pilar. You got a lot of options right here. And then you got the two lefties, which, you know, if you're going to stack them up and you're going to stack them up a couple different ways, you know, make some lineups with Brandon Bell or Brandon Crawford. Um, in your lineups, but I think, you know, I would start with the righties and the righties, you know, happen to be cheap. Posey at 3,400. Tyler Austin at 2,900, you know, are cheap. Williamson at 2,300. He's got some power potential. That's a good, you know, play as a one-off or even, you know, with your stacks and Pilar at 3,400. They all come in pretty affordable for course Field matchup, you know, cause yeah. it's giant, because they didn't start off the season too hot. Um, they're all cheap, you know. So I think that's going to be a very popular stack. So try to find ways to mix and match and be a little bit different. So maybe sliding in a lefty like Crawford or Belt, you know, might be the difference maker in the stack. And hopefully, you know, your other righties get to, you know, the lefty early, you're in a bullpen, and then Crawford hits a home run late if you don't think he can hit a home run versus a lefty.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. When you have that tricky lefty versus lefty and he does it, he really puts you on a field of its own, a guy that you touched on, Mac Williamson. First game this season, he's got a home run, four RBIs, two runs, batting 500 This is more of a season-long league question. What do you see him finishing off for the rest of the year? Is he going to be the guy that everyone thought he could be last year? Um, I don't know too much about his history,
1: but I know the ballpark in San Francisco is not, you know, hitters' park. Number one, number two, the lineup. Um, from what we've seen so far, it's pretty terrible. So from a season-long approach, if he's on a waiver wire, you know, hopefully you get some games in Colorado. Um, you know, you can pick him up. You know, I don't, I don't know, you know, how effective he'll be long-term, but he shows some signs already. Getting him, you know, every day playing time in the top of the lineup. Um, The Giants are a smart organization, so if they see he's talented, you know, they always find ways to, you know, make their teams competitive. So you know, maybe this lineup comes around and he does pop over 20 home runs. From a all Allen perspective, I'll actually go to you with this question. Uh, you could probably answer it better
0: than I can. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's not so – he's more of an outfielder five, you know, back end of the guy. He's not going to be someone that you are desperately trying to start in all, all season-long fantasy leagues. So – and you also have to look – his first game was in Colorado and this guy's not playing every game in Colorado. In fact, it's quite the opposite – but I like our take on that game. Let's finish with the last game of the morning slate. We're in Oakland for this one. Chris Bassett, Tanner Rourke. Is Rourke what type what version of Rourke do you expect to see in this matchup? With Rourke, um, you know,
1: Oakland's always a scary team. You know, they they can break out at any point. Um, it's not somebody that's gonna actively, you know, go after. Um, I can see him doing well. The chance of him getting a win, probably not so great. Um, the chance of him getting a quality start, you know, it's probably 50-50. Um, K potential, you know, might be there. He's had some decent games this year. But, you know, I'm going to lean towards the, the, the top two guys and, and either take a chance on Darvish or, you know, go with Carrasco and go with the safe play. And he's not, you know, he's not that much cheaper where you're going to get a, a big savings from him. So I'm going to probably, you know, fade the play. He's had some good games, but, you know, I can see him, you know, either getting blown up or getting in some trouble, not lasting five innings, not getting a quality start, probably ending around 20 points, you know, so I'm going to stay away.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, definitely not someone you're in love with. Are there any Oakland bats that get you excited about this matchup against Rourke? No, not
1: not specifically. Again, if you if you're loading up, um, you know, it's a short slate. So if you're loading up a couple different lineups, you know, I would have the most exposure to the Colorado and San Francisco game. But to have some exposure to the Oakland side, you know, makes some sense. They'll be lower owned. And, you know, they have the the power to break out at any time. So they have that pop if it's warm out in Oakland tomorrow. Um, I can see the top half of that lineup with Semyon Profar, Chapman, Chris Davis, Matt Olson. You know, picking three or four of those players, and, and taking a, a a roll of the dice with you know some. If it, it would be my fourth or fifth lineup, where I try to get a couple of these guys in them.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good way of looking at it. Well, that was whipping around the infield for the morning games, and now it is time for Beast or Bus. Bust a hard hitting. Would you play this guy in daily fantasy baseball for that slate? We are joined by Jason Meserahi. Jason, are you ready? Let's do it, man. All right, let's do it. First guy on the board is the pitcher for Oakland. Fan duel prices $9,500. Chris Bassett against the Reds. Beast or bust?
1: I'll give him a beast just because I think he'll last six. I think you have a good shot at the quality start. Um, I think you have a shot to win. Uh, I think Oakland wins this game pretty easily. Um, they're at home. So I think he won't be the top scorer. I think either Carrasco or Darvish slot ahead of him with the K potential that they have set up for him. But I think he can easily fall into that number two slot.
0: I like it. I'm going to say. Bust, I'm just not going to roster him. I know he started out hot, but I'm not in love with this guy. I think he's a little overhyped. Let's see how he does over the course of one month, as opposed to giving him love just because he dominated two starts. Let's keep it going. Next, Beaster Bust. He's a legend. He's a first baseman for the Angels at $2,900. Albert Pujols against the lefty, Ryan Carpenter. I would go on the bust side of things.
1: You know, he hasn't really shown much power this year. You know, if you want a couple singles and maybe an RBI, so you know, you can go ahead and roster roster him. But he's hitting a home run pretty much every three or four games. He is kind of
0: due. It's a good matchup, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna lay on the side of bust on this one. I, I like the stat prediction, a couple of singles and an RBI, because it does seem like that that's how the season's been going. The matchup is nice. If you need to save the cash, sure. Maybe that single, one RBI turns into a double with two runners in scoring position, and his day is made. Next, Beaster Bust. He's a second base middies for the Oakland Athletics at 2,700. Jerkison pro far against Tanner Roark. If he's in the top of the lineup, you know,
1: I can see him doing well. But I'm going to go with Bust. Um, Oakland's a big park. I don't really see him, you know, going yard. And, you know, he's a discount, but I'm going to go with Bust on this
0: one. Okay, it's a nice sleeper pick. He did hit a home run on Thursday night. or on, I mean, on Wednesday night. And hopefully that type of momentum can get his season going. I don't know him in season-long leagues, but I'm sure a lot of people do. I'll say he keeps the momentum going with a beast. Next on our list, he was maybe the number one overall draft pick after Mike Trout. He's a third baseman for the Indians, $3,400. Jose Ramirez, beast or bust? I think tomorrow he breaks out. Um, I think he, I'm not
1: going to call a home run, but I'll say he gets two or three hits tomorrow, and there's a good chance that he can go very under And for a leverage play over Arenado, uh,
0: I'll go a beast to get on him. Yeah, I'm with you. I, the matchup is there. He does need to get it going as well. Uh, he hit a home run you know, on Wednesday or Tuesday. No, Wednesday. So he can definitely keep that going. And you know, it's a new season every single day. I'm going to say Beast as well. And the last Beast or Bust for you. I Saddy Red. he's a first baseman. He's $3,100. Joey Votto against Chris Bassett. Beast or Bust.
1: I've been fading Vado all year. He looks like he's, you know, kind of losing some of his power, Um, walking a lot.
0: I'm going to keep it real simple. Let's go with Bust. Bust, I'm there with you, too. He's definitely not the same player he once was. Well, that was the morning slate. We got the afternoon slate right after this. It is the Win Daily DFS podcast. We are now doing the main slate tonight. We are joined once again by the author of Win Daily, Winning Daily Fantasy Sports in Life. You can pick that book up on Amazon for 99 cents. But we're going to go, Jason, right away to a question for all the listeners out there. Jason, the question is, I'm a daily fantasy baseball player. Why should I go to WindDailyDFS.com? Real simple. We have
1: five DFS top-ranked pros on the site. We're giving out free content every single day, four to five articles a day, um, one podcast a day. We have two projection models, and we also have Mark Paquette, um, a meteorologist, on site to kind of give you that weather insight so you don't have to go searching around online. Um so you have everything you need for free to help you craft some lineups. We've had some winners, you know, respond to us and thank us already, you know, for our content after, you know, only being up on the web for about a week now. You know, between me and Jeremy, we've been doing this for a long time. We've qualified for events before. We've won six-figure prizes a couple times. We've been to the Playboy Mansion. So we want to basically give back to the community and you know, we want to help each other out, help the community out. And all the content is for free, so instead of going elsewhere and paying $20, $30, $40, $70 a month for content that you can get from us for free, you know, check out winddailydfs.com, ask us questions, You know, we'll give you access to the pros, we're here to help you guys out. Um, so check it out, and let's get into the slate, Jeremy. Oh, I love it, I love,
0: the, I love the knowledge. And with that, let's get to... Whipping around the infield. Whipping good. It It is whipping around the infield. We're going to go through the five-game main slate. It's a tight one. It starts earlier than usual as well. 6.35 Eastern. I'm sorry, 9.35. No, it's 6.35 Eastern. 3.35 Pacific. First game on the slate. We are in New York. We got... J.A. Hatt pitching against the Mariners. Mike Leak. Lots of power bats are getting me excited. What about you, Jason? How do you feel about this matchup?
1: This matchup is tricky. You know, I think this entire slate, you know, given that it's a small slate, is really tricky when it comes down to pitching. Um, there's not one guy that I say, you know what, I'm going to build my lineup around this pitcher. I think you're going to have to take a chance on somebody that you're not too comfortable. It won't be Mike Leek, but... We have to find a pitcher here. So I, I want to first get your opinion on Hap. We're, we're in a small bar, ballpark in, at Yankee Stadium. You know, you got some power righties in Edwin and Santana, um, Tim Beckham, Hanager. Do you see any possibility of playing a guy like Jay hap
0: tomorrow? No, no possibility at all. Because the truth is Jay hap could walk two batters and then give up a home run and his day is ruined. And there's just too many potent bats you listed a few of them Edwin Encarnacion he's on fire right now and when Edwin is on fire Edwin can hit a home run off anyone Jay Hap's not scary i mean yeah he's not scary on the other side Mike Leek he's definitely not scary i'm going to say all bats can be stacked you can stack both sides of this matchup and you can win your money easy back on a gpp
1: yeah i believe the same thing you know i think on both sides of things you know half can get in trouble he hasn't really pitched too many gems. to small ballpark, and we know Mike Leake is prone to give up home runs. The Yankees are starting in their bats back, so I can see both of this, both of these lineups, you know, as a potential stack. And I won't be playing Leake for sure, and unless it's a deep GPP and I want to be a little bit different, um, I won't be playing J. A. Happ either. Yeah,
0: let's let's not even think about these pitchers. We both agree that we stack those offenses. And the party rolling. Now it's 745 Eastern, uh, you know, an hour later, the second game starts. We're in St. Louis this time. Michael Waka Waka is on the mound against Joe Musgrove. Michael Waka has been a, he's an underrated pitcher, but he's very expensive at 8,500. Musgrove's at 8,200. Do any of these pitchers, are they on your ra- radar? What do you expect from the offenses against these guys? I, I
1: think the offense and pitchers are both in play here. I think, like I said earlier, you're going to have to take a chance on your pitchers tonight. There's no clear-cut ace with a, with a great matchup tonight. Um, the, you know, small little factor here, you know, you have nationally pitchers who, you, you know, you could give the bump to, you know, being that they're playing in a nationally park, they get to face the pitcher. Um, that gives them a little bit of advantage in regards to Maybe get an extra K or two throughout the lineup. So I think it's pretty close at the top between, you know, Waka, um, Patrick Corbin, that we'll mention later. Soroka, that we'll mention later. And Musgrove has had some good games. He has some potential. Um, I'm going to side with Waka probably over Musgrove because I think they have a better chance of winning the game. Um, but at the same time, Musgrove will probably be low owned tomorrow. The Cardinal lineup is full of righties, so I can see him potentially doing well,
0: but I would have to side with Walker. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick one between Walker and Musgrove, definitely Walker at home. His last start was actually lights out, but he drew just a little bit of trouble. He ended up walking the bases loaded, and one swing of a bat by a backup catcher, grand slam, that completely ruined his day. The matchup's there. The Pirates' bats aren't scary, even though they did hit nicely against Texas Wednesday morning. But I like walking in that matchup. I don't like any of the bats from either side. Cardinals, yeah, Matt Carpenter's hitting well, but Musgrove in that fastball, that's not an easy pitch to catch up to. He could do it, though. It's a nice little sleeper pick. What do you, how do you feel about Carpenter? Are we going to roster him? His price is currently 3400 on FanDuel. Yeah, I
1: think he, I think he's good as a one-off. I don't really see, you know, the Cardinals being a stack here. Um, it's a short slate, so you're going to have to take some chances to be different. I think Carpenter, you know, at his price, is more affordable than a guy like Bregman or some other people we'll talk about later. Um, but, you know, I think I can play him as a one-off, just try to be different with the stack. Like you said, I'm not really too, you know, too eager to stack either of these teams. And like you said, Waka would be my choice if I wanted to
0: slide a pitcher in from this game. Well, let's carry over to those other games. Let's go to Houston now. And Houston, do we have a problem? Mike Miner coming into town in the Texas Rangers. Mike Miner has been maybe the story of fantasy baseball pitching this year. You can almost expect guarantee eight strikeouts. How does he do against this Houston lineup? So
1: here's my question. You have a guy who's been really hot and you get a projected run total. That's going to be the highest of the slate right now. I'm looking at it at 5.9 runs. I know Vegas just puts a projection out there, um, but it's something to really consider. So you have a, a pitcher's been pitching great. He had a good start, I believe versus Houston already this year. And then on top of that, you got Vegas telling you that Houston's projected to score the most runs. So, it's kind of catch twenty two. You know, he dropped fifty two. You know, versus Houston in Texas earlier this year. It's a different Houston team. They they've been coming around. They they blew up the the slate today. Uh, Brantley went homer twice. It's a tough equation. You know, I really don't know what to trust: the recent success of Mike Minor, the recent success of the Astros, or Vegas telling me that you know what this team's projected. You got. Springer, Altuve, Bregman, and Correa that supply all the power. They're they're somewhat affordable. They're probably going to be one of the more expensive stacks, but you can kind of you know make it a little bit cheaper by either going with Guriel or Tyler White or maybe even Chirinos at the bottom or even Jake Marisnik on the bottom. So that's you know, a really tough call for me. Um, something I got to dive more into. But if I had to take a guess today,
0: I'd probably stack the Astros before I pitched Mike Minor. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you a little bit, but I would if you're playing a 25 cent GPP, you know, to win a K or 750, whatever FanDuel has it that for Thursday. I would say it's worth that quarter to definitely throw it in for an Altuve, Correa, Springer. You know, get that get that righty beginning of the order power. Let's look at the other side, though, because that's maybe why Vegas loves the over under so much. We got the lefty and Wade Miley. He's having a better year than usual. I think we're forgetting how home run prone this guy is. His ERA is 3.20. Can he keep it up against the Rangers?
1: No, I definitely I don't see any reason to play Miley here. Um, I'll be fading him for the most part. I think Elvis Andrews uh, could easily, you know. Hit a home run in this game. You got some other people like Cabrera that might, you know, might have a shot. Not too big on Hunter Pence. I would probably try to, you know, fit in Andrus and maybe one other player. I wouldn't do a full stack here, you know, with Texas versus lefty. Miley hasn't been terrible, but, you know, maybe sliding in Gallo. He hit another home run today. Um, Guy's been hitting lefties and righties recently. So Gallo has some power potential. I think a, a two-man stack with him and Andrews could be in play here. And you know, if you think Miley will get blown up um in a short state like this, Texas will probably be one of your lower owned stacks. So, you know, you know, be advantageous a little bit and maybe, you know, siding a full three man or four man stack. You know, what are you what are you predicting out of
0: Miley today? Yeah, I like the call. I mean, Miley's definitely not bulletproof. The Rangers hitting the ball. I'm surprised. That Hunter Pence is $3,800. Who would have ever thought that this day would come? You know, the past few years, he hasn't done anything. He did hit the go-ahead home run on Wednesday. He, he is facing the lefty, but I'm not paying up for that $3,800. Someone that, got, that has me excited is Ruggie O'Dor, the second baseman for the Rangers. I know it's a lefty-on-lefty matchup, but I'm telling you, my heart right away... It feels like that home run's gonna come. He's not. He can. He can hit a homer off the lefty. He's hitting 20 plus. I believe he's hitting 30 home runs in the season, if not 30. Like one or two off. I like O'Dor as a big sleeper at 2800. You want that lefty lefty call you were talking about in the early slate? That's the lefty lefty on call I'm giving you right now. So take that and run with it. Yeah,
1: I think that's a good call. I think, you know, when you're when you're looking at these lefty-lefty, you know, matchups, if it's a lefty-lefty like Chris Sale, you know, who had a good game today, who's overpowering, you know, that's something that you might want to stay away from. But Miley's not overpowering. He's more of a finesse pitcher. So, like, in these types of matchups, you know, I, I don't shy away from the lefty-lefty. That's why I mentioned Gallo. I think Ordour, you know, will be low on people. Will fade him just simply because it's lefty-lefty. But if you're stacking this game up or you're trying to do a full game stack with both Astros and Rangers, you know, I wouldn't shy away from Ordor or
0: Gallo. All right, let's carry over to the fourth of the fifth games. This is going to be at 940 Eastern. We got Arizona Atlanta, Mike Soraka, maybe the hottest young pitcher in baseball against Luke Weaver, who came over from the Cardinals, and he's been dominating. The Atlanta bats have been ice cold. They did not hit well against the Dodgers at all. They really did not hit well against the Padres either in the series before. Do you see the Braves offense getting it together against Luke Weaver? I think there's some
1: potential here for a little breakout game. You know, Freeman's always in play versus a lefty or a righty, and you got a, a guy like Weaver who he gets a platoon matchup against. Again, you know, we have Vegas coming in early, you know, the night before saying that the, the Braves are projected to score, you know, over five runs. So you have a, you know, a situation here where I can see Freeman, you know, having a breakout game. Albies has, you know, been hot and cold, but when he's hot, you know, he can easily pop a home run or two out, you know, Arizona has been a, a good park to hit in the last couple of years. So I would, I would lean more towards the Braves. Uh, Um, over Luke Weaver. And I think Soraka is definitely in play. Like I told you earlier, there's not too many pitchers that have been pitching well in this slate. He has the potential. Arizona hasn't been showing anything recently. Um, He's dropped, you know, 40 points in his last three games. Yes, granted, it's been against Miami, San Diego, and Cincinnati. You know, but he's faced Arizona earlier this year. He dropped 30. Um, He didn't get the win. So if you think he can get the win tonight, um, you know, he could probably get you forty again. So he's probably one of the top pitchers of the slate. I think between him and you know the guy we mentioned in the next game, there's some potential there. He is expensive though. It's going to be tough to kind of slide him in and get the bats you want. So you got to kind of take that into into account. Um is he worth the 9800 dollars on FanDuel tomorrow? What do you think, Jeremy?
0: Well, the way I see it is, you know, Arizona they're coming back home after a long road trip they were in Colorado over last weekend then they went to Tampa Bay but they won that last game in Tampa Bay in extra innings and now they're coming back home I feel like that momentum shift is really going to carry over there's some potential for a really nice Luke Weaver start because these Braves they're ice cold and you talked about Ozzy earlier I feel like Ozzy does his most damage when he faces a lefty pitcher that's where his power swing really comes at on top of the order there uh, tonight, you know, tonight he's got Luke Weaver, a hard throwing righty. Luke Weaver, he's been up and down, but mostly up in his last start. You look at it against Colorado in Colorado. It was only seven innings, one earned run, eight strikeouts. So, Luke Weaver, he's got some big sleeper potential. Looking at the opposite end, Mike Soraka's been lights out. Diamondbacks, I mean, if I had to pick a bat off the top of my head, you got, like, David Peralta in the middle of that lineup. But he's, he needs batters on base to make that happen, and that's not going to be easier said than done. A player that I want to ask you about, Jason, is base. he plays outfield. He's in the outfield on FanDuel at $3,900. Kettle Marte, how do you feel about him when you see him on Daily Fantasy Slate? He's putting up numbers, but is he must-start in your eyes You know more often than not? What about tonight? He's had some breakout
1: games. I had him today. He hit a couple of home runs, you know, a couple of weeks back. Um, he's not somebody I'm going to force into my lineup. I think there's other people on the slate that I'm going to pay up for. You know, in a Atlanta stack, I mean, Arizona stack, you know, he makes sense. He's a switch hitter. He's got some pop. He can steal some bases, but not somebody I'm targeting. You know, Dyson is coming in at the top of the lineup. He's got more stolen base potential. He's He can hit a ball in the gap. He's a play setter at the top of the lineup. And I'd probably take the discount on Dyson before I, I drop down to Marte.
0: All right. I like that analysis. Let's keep it going. We're on the West Coast now. We're at the last game of the night, 10-10 Eastern. Rich Hill and the Dodgers take the mound against Patrick Corbin in the Nationals, a battle of the great throwing lefties. You asked me before this episode started, Jason, which pitcher is the most exciting to me. And right away, it's jumping off the page as we look at it. Rich Hill. Let me tell you why. Dodger Stadium, right now they're playing great baseball. That environment is It's just all about winning. And those national bats, they are beat up. There's no Trey Turner. Of course, they're missing Bryce Harper from last year. Rendon is injured. Soto is injured. Actually, Rendon might play. But regardless, Rich Hill, he's shown enough that he's still healthy. Tell me, try to convince me out of Rich Hill right now. All right. What's his pitch count? That's my Uh, first question. Well, the first question, I mean, last game he ran to trouble. Let's see if we can find his exact pitch count. Keep going about the game, though. Talk to me about... So Rich word, Hill, you know, Rich Hill, let's Dodgers. talk about Rich
1: Hill. So you asked me about Rich Hill. I always worry about the guy. I always worry about all Dodgers pitchers because, you know, their coach has a, a quick hook. Um, yes, they're they're facing the Nationals. You know, yes, the Dodgers are are, are pitcher's park. They should be in line for the win. But, you know, we haven't seen much from Rich Hill so far this year. I know you live out in L.A. Um, you follow this team, you know, pretty strongly. Um, he's popping in, in on, you know, some projection miles. I see him popping. Um, but I really, I don't know what to make from him. You know, he's got two starts. He, he pitched versus Pittsburgh. He dropped 37. And then he pitched four innings versus San Diego. And he kind of got lit up. So, you know, what have you seen from him? Have you watched these two games? You know, where's your head out? You know, being a Dodgers, you know, fan and being out in L.A. You know, what do you
0: think you expect out of Hill tomorrow? Well, I'm first of all, I'm not a Dodgers fan. I just live in L.A. I've always been a daily fantasy guy, never loyal to anyone. But what I love about Rich Hill is that he's just been the most reliable pitcher for the Dodgers over these past few years. You asked about his pitch count. His pitch count was 85 the last two games, but you look at his last start and into trouble early in that game, giving up a couple home runs against San Diego, which is really never, you know, acceptable. But at the same time, now he's back home. It's a winnable matchup. The Nationals offense does not scare me. What does scare me is Patrick Corbin pitching a solid game as well. But the Dodgers are hot. Justin Turnery, three home runs in the game Tuesday Are you going to roster Justin Turner against the lefty for only $3,300 at third?
1: What I'm looking at, I'm not going to chase that game. You know, I think your pitcher is most likely coming from this game. I think Corbin, he has the key potential. The Dodgers scare me. Um, It's the lowest projected, you know, run totals on both sides. This is supposed to be the, the lowest scoring game with Corbin and Hill kind of being in a pitcher's duel. You got a good bullpen out of the Dodgers. I'm pretty much gonna fade this game from a hitter standpoint. Um, I'm really gonna try to figure out which one of these pitchers I like more. I think you get Hill at a discount. Um, you know, he's probably one of the he's one of the cheapest guys on the slate. If he can get through six innings, I'll be in love with him. I'll be totally happy, and I'll be on my way for to cash in some money tomorrow. Uh, You think you can get me six innings and a quality start?
0: I'm going to say Beast on that call. And with that, let's segue straight into Beast or Bust. All I need is a beauty and a beast. Is Beast or Bust a hard-hitting rapid fire? Are you going to start this guy in Daily Fantasy Baseball for Thursday, May 8th? Jason, are you ready for Beast or Bust? Let's do this, brother. All right. First, Beast or Bust. He's a catcher for the New York Yankees. He's among the leaders in home runs in all of baseball at $4,300. Gary Sanchez against Mike Leak, Beast or Bust. I usually fade catchers
1: uh, on FanDuel, but Gary Sanchez, he kind of makes me, you know, divert from my process. I think he has a good game tomorrow. I think the Yankees break out.
0: They're getting a lot of pieces back. So let's go with Beast on Sanchez. Beast. I love the call as well. Gary Sanchez, always one of my favorites to watch. I have a feeling that he's going to hit more home runs than any catcher in Major League Baseball history. Let's keep it going. Beast or bust. He's a shortstop. He plays for the Houston Astros. He's $3,900. Carlos Correa. He's facing Mike Miner. I'm going to go
1: with Beast again. I think it's going to be an interesting matchup between Elvis and Correa. I think they both have good games. Um, but I'm going to go with Beast. It's a tough matchup, you know, basically versus Minor, who's been good lately. But I'm going to vote, you know, with this Houston lineup kind of getting to Minor early, getting into this bullpen. And I see a lot of runs scored in this
0: game. So I'm going to go Beast on Correa. Beast, I like the call. I definitely agree with you. There's some of that. Little home run potential right there, hitting in the middle of the lineup. There'll be ducks on the pond. It's just about him knocking them in. B store bust. He's been maybe one of the hotter Braves as of late. He's a third baseman. He is Josh Donaldson against Luke Weaver in Arizona at thirty two hundred dollars. I'm gonna go a bust on this one. You know, Donaldson
1: started cold.